Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Periodically, I do stories about people who were locked up for crimes they didn't commit. And later on, it was proven that they were innocent and they got out. And sometimes they proved that they were actually not just innocent, but they were framed. And the weird part is that this varies wildly from state to state. There are some states where you will not be and cannot be compensated for that. Other states have said, here's how much you will get. Other states simply say you can sue to see how much you can get, but it's allowable. So it will depend on what state in which you've been falsely imprisoned. So Dave sent me notes to Steve, check out the story from the Columbus Dispatch. Laura Bischoff wrote it. Ohio man wins record-setting $45 million in wrongful imprisonment lawsuit. Now, I know a lot of times when I hear these big numbers, people say, oh, you know, I'd, I'd get locked up for a little while for some money. Well, when you hear how long you're locked up for, most people would not do this in an arm's length transaction. Meaning if someone came up to you and said, you, right now, 20 years, you're going to be locked up in prison. At the end, you step out of jail. We hand you a check for $45 million. Adjusted for inflation. (laughs) Most people would not do that. An Ohio man won $45 million in a civil lawsuit against the police department and the detective whose actions led to his wrongful conviction and him spending more than 20 years locked up. 20 years. Fairborn resident sued Miami Township Police and former detective for suppressing evidence and tainting eyewitness identifications in the case against him in 1991. The case was in 1991. He spent 20 years in prison. He was forced to file a lawsuit. And now it all comes to an end. He gets the, he gets the settlement or the judgment for $45 million. But 1991. He's now 57 years old. He was convicted in 1991 in Montgomery County and released from prison in 2011. The Ohio Innocence Project at the University of Cincinnati Law School, a former Ohio Attorney General, and his mother worked to free him and clear his name. You often hear these stories where there's people on the outside who refuse to give up, who believe in somebody, they believe in their innocence, and they just keep plugging away. And after 10 or 15 years, many people would give up. And the man's own mother was working on getting him out along with everybody else. The, the horror inflicted on him and his family and community is hard to wrap your mind around, said Mark Godsey, who is the Ohio Innocence Project director. The way the authorities pushed through a conviction and then fought back and refused to admit a mistake was so disappointing Nothing can repay Dean for the horror. The man's name is Dean. He added, the jury's verdict sends a strong message to those in power need to change the way they do things. And that's one of the oddities of our legal system. And I will admit to you right now, it's one of the top three things that would need to be changed. If you said, Steve, we're going to make you the all-knowing, all-powerful person who can just change everything and anything in the legal system. What would you change? One of the things that would change is how prosecutors feel they need to win at all costs to the extent that when a previous prosecutor convicted somebody, the new prosecutor will step in and go, oh, they're guilty. They did it. We'll defend this to the end. Well, shouldn't you review the case and check? Maybe they're raising some good points here. No, no, we're going to fight this to the bitter end. They did it. And I've seen a prosecutor who was not the prosecutor who prosecuted the case hold a press conference and say, they did it. They were convicted. They did it. Juries make mistakes, especially when they're misled by bad prosecutors or bad detectives or both. And I've also seen it, 
It's rarer, but I've seen it where a new prosecutor or a new attorney general come in and say, we are willing to review cases if somebody claims they were wrongfully convicted and can show us why they think that's the case, we'll take a look at it. We'll review it because we don't want innocent people locked up. And so that's the big distinction. Some prosecutors take the position that the second somebody's prosecuted and found guilty, they're guilty and they did it. It's two different things. They were found guilty by a jury. Doesn't mean they did it. There's a good chance they did, but it doesn't prove it. And so when a prosecutor sticks their guns and like goes down with the ship going, no, they did it. A jury said they did it. We've seen cases where the prosecutors should have known that the jury was wrong. And it's often because the prosecutor misled the jury. And it's even worse, like I said, when a new prosecutor comes along and just picks up the baton from the last one and says, oh, oh, yeah, they were, they were guilty. The jury said they were. Uh, yeah, two different things. So he added... The jury's verdict sends a strong message that those in power need to change the way they do things. Justice prevailed in this case, although it took a long, 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 long time for that to occur, said the former attorney general of Ohio, who co-authored a book with his wife about wrongful convictions. Now, the attorney whose firm represents wrongfully convicted clients and represented the man in this case, said they believe the $45 million judgment sets an Ohio record. It is unclear if Miami Township or... Uh, anyone will seek to appeal the case, or when the man might get paid. Now, he steadfastly maintained his innocence from day one, and in 2021, a Montgomery County judge declared him a wrongfully imprisoned person. He was convicted uh, on a variety of charges in an attack on two sisters and a third woman in a second attack, but the jury in the federal civil lawsuit found that uh, his rights were violated because the people involved in this prosecution had hid evidence that would have helped his defense, and they also created an unfair lineup uh, for the victims to view. They also said that the detective claimed a witness had made an identification when she had not, and later told the victims that they might not recognize the defendant in court because he dyed his hair. Evidence was also presented that the uh, detective failed to disclose camping receipts showing that the defendant was in Kentucky when the crimes occurred. So he had an airtight alibi, but uh, that didn't get presented. And the fact that he didn't look like what the witnesses described, he said, oh, he dyed his hair. <laughs> He's making up stuff. So they never had any actual evidence to tie the man to the crimes, such as DNA or anything like that. Uh, he said, I'm just one of 3,199 people that this happened to in the United States of America. Those people have served over 28,000 years in prison for crimes they did not commit. This has to stop. The system has to be fixed, he said at a news conference outside the federal courthouse in Dayton. The Ohio Innocence Project saved my life. While in prison, he turned to art across multiple mediums as an outlet for his pain and imagination of how life would have been different. In 2020, his artwork depicting a miniature model camping trailer was included in an uh, exhibit at the Museum of Modern Art in New York City called Marking Time, Art in the Age of Mass Incarceration. Uh, after his release, he bought and restored a camping trailer. So, man loves to camp. Here's the deal. Uh, $45 million for 20 years in prison, 
and it came out that the detective uh, may have misled, and I'm putting that nicely, some of the witnesses. They may have also kept some evidence from the jury, and as a result, the man goes to prison. Uh, one of the oddities of cases like this is if you go find that detective today, if he's still around, ask him why he did it. He'd go, oh, I was convinced he had done it. I've actually seen it where detectives go, I still think he did do it. We just don't have the evidence anymore. But, but I think he did. And for whatever reason, a lot of law enforcement work off of hunches and, and notions. And, and they act like it's Sherlock Holmes or something. And I've seen it before where a detective just becomes convinced that I know this person did it. I just can't prove it yet. And they keep working and working and working. And the more they dig into it, the deeper they get, the more invested they get in making sure that that person gets convicted. Even though evidence is pointing to somebody else over here, we're laser focused over here. And what scares me about these time frames is the man is now 57 years old. He's, he's a little bit younger than I am, but not by much. He went to prison in 1991. That was the year I became a lawyer. And I often tell you, I've been practicing law for 31 years. Now, he has not been in prison the entire time, but he's been out for about 10 years, just doing the rough math here. So I think back to the summer that I took the bar exam and became a lawyer to 20 years later, where I was with my life, all the things that I'd done and accomplished and places I'd been and people I'd met and so on and so forth. And I realized that that guy spent that entire time in prison Largely because a detective uh, played with the facts a little bit. And a prosecutor didn't care or didn't catch it. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm not stating those things as accurately as possible, but, but that's not the point. The point is that they did things to get him convicted when they knew that there was more to the story that the jury never heard. Why did they do that? Because they wanted a conviction. Why'd they want a conviction? Because that's how they view the legal system. So getting back to my original statement, when prosecutors view it all about winning and losing, and one of the things I hate the most, and I am embarrassed as an attorney, when I hear a prosecutor say what their quote-unquote win-loss record is, when an attorney says what their win-loss record is, you look at that person, you immediately go, okay, they don't get it. It's not their job to win cases. And if somebody is put into the system who's innocent, they should not be subject to a win or loss by the prosecutor. That's not how you look at it. You look at it and say, were innocent people convicted? Were guilty people not convicted? But do we tally them up as wins and losses? And I've seen people on TV who are now talking heads on different channels that cover trials, bragging about when they were prosecutors and how they never lost a case. You never lost a case? Really, was that you winning and losing? No, it wasn't. Prosecutor's job is to, yes, get convictions of people who did what they're accused of. So if you are a prosecutor... And you can actually say, I was undefeated as a prosecutor. One of two things is true. You convicted some innocent people or you cherry-picked cases. Neither of which is good. 
So if you actually got some people before you who were not guilty, but you got them convicted, yeah, you got a stellar win-loss record. Shouldn't have done that, though. Or you went through and said, okay, I can win this one. I'll take that case. I can win this one. I'll take that case. Not sure if I can win that one, so I'm not going to take it. Really, that's a standard, whether or not you think you can win that case. It's not about the win-loss record. It's about trying to do some justice. And I hate to sound like I'm preaching, but it's true. Because I guarantee you, this man right here, if you said, hand the $20 million back, and will unwind your life back to 1991 somehow, and you can, you can have those 20 years back. I guarantee you he'd take that. The money is not compensation. It can't be. It's the best we can do, but it's not enough. So, Dave, thanks for sending it to me. Laura Bischoff wrote it for the Columbus Dispatch. Ohio man wins record-setting $45 million in wrongful imprisonment lawsuit. There you go. Questions or comments, put them below. Otherwise, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Nothing ever goes away until it has taught us what we need to know.